Okay, we begin, Baruch Hashem, we're blessed to begin a, a another, another day, we're blessed to be alive, we're blessed to have an opportunity, especially as it's Erev Yom Kippur, the uh, holiest day of the year is coming, Be'ez Hashem, and Mikam Yisrael, we're blessed as the Jewish people that we're able to to do tshuva, we're able to want to do tshuva, we want to change, that's what tshuva is. Tshuva is that a person wants to better himself, that a person wants to experience more of reality. A person wants to really get closer to Ein Od Milvado, that is the essence of this world, is for a person to realize that Hashem runs the world and we are the only only beings that exist that are representing that concept, right? The angels, the malachim, um, are not physical in this physical world, and animals and the rest of the nations are, are denying Hashem. They're going against Hashem. We, a Jew, lives Hashem. A Jew lives the, the difference between us and, and all the other nations of the world is that they, they, they might believe that there's a God. There is monotheism. They might believe, yes, there's a God, but it doesn't affect their day-to-day. Right? Only a Jew does it affect the way we go to sleep, the way a person even goes to the bathroom, the way a person does everything in his life. That is how a Jew's uh, connection to Hashem is. A Jew's connection to Hashem is so deep that it's like uh, compared to a husband and a wife, a chassan and a kala. Why is it compared? Because that's something that you always have on your mind. How could, I, how could I be there for my spouse? How could I work on myself? How could we, how could we deepen? Oh, wow. How could we deepen our relationships? Have a great, great year. Another great year. Okay. So, so, um, so the difference, right? The difference between us, the difference between us and all the Jewish and all the other nations, right? The difference between us, the way we live our life, is we live our life where you can't speak Lashon Hara. What does that mean? You can't speak Lashon Hara. What does that mean? Another Agai. Are you allowed to tell? A guy, Lashon Hara? No. One of the reasons you're not allowed to tell a guy about a Jew is because it's in a certain way, it's, uh, it's almost better in a certain way. Chavetz Chaim says to tell a Jew. Why? Because a Jew has the, has the mitzvah to don l'kaschus. And a Jew has the mitzvah to not believe you. But a guy, right? Well, why can't you speak Lashon Hara? Right? So the nations of the world, the nations of the world are... Uh, are against Hashem, right, which is brought down. Chazal say, the Rishonim say, when the Goyim are against the Jewish people, right, they like to, in the government, they like to separate between anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, right, and anti-Israel. Like they want to say the same thing, oh, I'm not against Hashem. Chazal tell us that anyone who is against the Jewish people is against Hashem. He's against the existence 
the problem of, of the Jewish people, right, as one of the uh, philosophers said, is that the Jewish people are the conscious of the world, which means that we represent God in the world. And every person, each and every one of us, in our Dalit Amas, each and every one of us in our own life, is able to bring Hashem more in my life. And a person wants to ask himself, how do I bring Hashem more into my life? How is a person able to, to bring Hashem into his life? So one of the reasons a person, one of the ways a person brings Hashem into his life is with positivity and gratitude. That's the reason why you wake up in the morning and the first thing somebody says is moda. You thank Hashem. Why? That's why a Jew is called a Yehudi. What does a Yehudi mean? Yehudi means someone who is thankful. It means that I'm someone who recognizes that everything is from Hashem. I say thank you for my breath. That's why we say all the tefillah sashachar. Right? You start off, you say, Elokai neshama. Thank you for my neshama. Thank you that I'm not, thank you that I know the difference between dark and light. Thank you that I'm not a slave. You start thanking Hashem. Thank you I could put on my shoes. Thank you that I could get dressed. The, the rituals that we do in the morning are there to bring Hashem more into my life. How does a person bring Hashem more into his life? By being positive and focusing on all the gifts that he has. The reason we start off with purity of speech, and we start off, and, and it's so important not to speak Lashon Hara, is because when a person speaks Lashon Hara, then he's focusing on other people. He's not focusing on the gifts that he has. He's not being positive. Now, one of the ways that a person can learn to be positive this is very, very important. One of the ways that it's very important is that, first of all, you have to realize that every day it's something that a person has to do. You don't either become positive or you're negative. It's not like you're either born a positive person or you're born a negative person. Most people, or the default of, of the world, is you're going to be negative. The more a person trains himself, you have to train yourself. You literally have to work every morning, every afternoon, as much as you can, to try and learn how to bombard yourself, and how to, whether it's through affirmations, whether it's through a person learning to say to stop in the middle of the day, whether it's a person being able to say, okay, wow, Baruch Hashem, I have my, my fingers and I have my eyes and I can breathe. And a person stops and says, thank God I'm in Eretz Yisrael, I'm in Yeshiva. Right? That's why mindfulness is so, is so uh, popular nowadays. What's mindfulness? Because we live in a, in a society where everything is moving so fast. Everything's moving. We get distracted so fast. All people, if people would every day go ahead and just stop for a second and say, wow, let me recognize the gifts. Let me recognize, let me say out the gifts of my life. The fact that I'm healthy, the fact that I can eat, the fact that I could sleep, the fact that I could go ahead, which is really what tefillah is. It's really what davening. People think davening is that you're going ahead and say, Hashem, I need this. Hashem, I need that. That's part of davening. It's a very small part of davening. Most of davening is praising Hashem and thanking Hashem for the gifts that we have. Now, Lashon Hara is so interesting because Lashon Hara means is that I have inside of me a lot of negativity. I have a lot of negativity. And where do I see that negativity? I see that negativity in other 
people. I see my negativity in other people. And if I had love, more love within myself, if I had more positivity in myself, then I would see in other people all positivity. Okay, let's start a, a halacha, but first question and comments, please. Yes, yes, Rebzev. Right. Right. So, meaning, would that apply to him? Yeah, that's a good point. Right. You probably. Well, that's in general. You always have to know who you're talking to. If you're, well, you can't tell it to a Jew either. You can't tell it to a, even to someone who's a who's a God fearing Jew. You can't say Lashon Hara. Why can't I say? Oh, I can tell Lashon Hara to a God fearing Jew because he's going to down the kafskus. You're not allowed to say that. You're not allowed to say that either. I'm just saying it's worse, it says, to tell a guy for that reason. Okay, yeah, right, that's a different case. Correct, that's a different case. That's a different case. I was just making the point that, that on some level, it's worse to tell a guy. On some level, it's better to tell a guy, but on some level, it's worse to tell a guy because, because he doesn't have a mitzvah to judge favorably. He doesn't have a concept. My, my point was just that we live in a world, our whole existence as the Jewish people is to learn to be together, is to learn to love each other more. Where is that from? That means to learn to love yourself more, to learn to be more connected to yourself. Being connected to the Jewish people ultimately is being more connected with yourself. Because every person is made up of all of Klal Yisrael. Every person is made up. Every os in the Torah is connected to everything else. If there's one os that's, that's, that's missing, so the whole entire Sefer Torah is possible. When one Jew does something wrong, it affects all the Jewish people. When one Jew does something right, it affects all the Jewish people. We don't look at that. We say, what? How could that be? How could that be? We don't realize how powerful we are. We don't realize how much koach we have. When a person goes ahead and says, Amen, Yehesh me Rabbah. We don't understand what that does in Shemayim, how it brings down Shefa. Let me ask you a question. Why, why is someone so worried that he's done Averis and that therefore what, I'm going to be punished? I'm like, what? You did something wrong. What's the big deal? There's a whole world where you think God has nothing better to do than to focus on that you've done something wrong. You know what the answer is? That is your neshama talking, saying, oh my gosh, I could go ahead and do one little thing wrong, and I'm nervous. Oh my goodness. So we run away from that. The reason we run away from that, and the reason why people, this is very ironic, the reason why people say, eh, doesn't matter my Averis, doesn't matter my Averis. You know why? Because when a person lives in the world where it doesn't matter my Averis, doesn't matter my Averis, that means it doesn't matter my mitzvahs, it doesn't matter my mitzvahs. So it's much easier for a person to say, eh, it doesn't matter what I do. Because this way it doesn't matter what I do on the positive. Yeah, you had a question, Alan? Okay. You had something? I was just going to ask, yeah. why, why was it so, like you said, uh, it's worse, it said, you said in some ways it's better to tell a non-Jew in some ways it's worse. So right. In scenario, would it be worse to tell a non-Jew? Well, well, because, yeah, what do you want to say, Zemi? What? Oh, he's saying where it's worse to tell a Jew or where it's worse to tell a guy. Well, why would it be worse to tell a non-Jew? Right, so it's also, you're also, because you're, 
um, it's most I meaning you're you're causing if you're causing the you know you tell the government on the Jewish people so you're like you're uh, it's like yeah it's pretty bad yeah you're like making a Jew look very bad in the eyes of uh, of the guy yeah huh yeah Hashem is also with the with Jews but yes yeah okay good point. Okay, let's let's uh, let's continue the halacha. But bottom line, this is something before we do the halacha. The bottom line, the bottom line is that when a person learns, the reason it's so important to stop speaking about other people is because what that does is is it will automatically force you to deal with yourself. As long as you're ta- if you find yourself looking at other people, you find yourself, especially when it comes to to uh, social media and and your world. If this becomes, if your world is your phone and your world is other people, so really, basically, in essence, what you're saying is the world is not about me. At the end of the day, my life is not about me. My life is about other people. But like I've always said, the problem is not the phone. The problem is not the entertainment system. The problem is that we don't value ourselves enough. We don't value my life. If a person values his life more and he's connected to his life, then, then this, the entertainment system, goes to the side. It's just, I want to be my own entertainment system. Why, why do I need something else to give me all the love and all the excitement and all the juice and all the, and all the you know, that's my life. Why do I want something else to be my life? Um, so that's so that's, and when a person's speaking Lashon Hara, what he's doing is, he's taking his negativity, he's taking that which is inside of him negative, and he is, um, he's not dealing with it, it's manifesting itself with, with talking about other people. And the reason a person, how important it is every day to remind oneself, is because it, it's not something that you could just flick a switch. It's not something that you flick a switch and you become a positive person. It's something that a person has to has to consistently um, uh, work on, on on a daily basis. Okay, with that in mind, let's let's say the halacha, talking negatively about someone's traits, discussing someone's bad midos. Right. So just like you're not allowed to reveal that someone did an avera, so too it is forbidden to discuss that he has bad midos, such as a strong temper, a lazy nature or stinginess. So someone would say, for example, page day 38, uh, day 10, page 38, my brother became very lazy since uh, in his yeshiva, they are lenient when it comes to coming late. So therefore, so you, you sort of, uh, could be that's a double Lashon Hara because you're saying something negative about the yeshiva as well, but you're saying the, my brother uh, has become lazy, he's lazy. My grandmother was a very nervous mother since she went through the war, she had many hardships in her life. So you're not saying that the person did something wrong, but you are labeling someone's bad midos. So when a person labels somebody, that is in a certain way even worse than saying that they did something wrong. Because what happens is you label, someone's labeled in your mind as being uh, something. That's Hilchus Lashon Hara Dalad Beis. Okay, question, comments on that? Yes, Reb Zev. Why is it, I'm saying, that if we want to find my grandmother or someone else, it's 
I told that. What do I mean? Let's say you say that some. Why is it not? You're saying that the person is very late. The guy's very lazy because because his yeshiva is not makbid on him doing. What? Well, why? Why? Someone sees that this guy acting very uptight. Right. Why did that's a way to don someone like Hafschus. You could say the reason that person is an uptight person is because his father's a very uptight person. But that's Lashonara. You could say, oh yeah, that guy is a very nervous guy. The reason he has a lot of anxiety is because did you ever see his father talk to him? Okay, but that's at the end of the day, well, that's double Lashonara. You're right. You could go ahead and if you see a really nervous guy, you could say, or a guy who's a certain way, you could, say, you could then say, oh, it could be he comes from this type of family, or it could be, that, that would be a good way to judge him like Hashchus. But to say it that way is, uh, is, is, is something that you don't want to say. It also labels someone. Yes, Shlomo. Um, I was a little confused by the halakhot of, of the Lashon Hara. I was reading a curious speech, and right. it said that you have to, is certain levels of judging someone, the Benoni and the Russia and the Tzadik, but just by trying to categorize them by right. yourself, you're, you're doing, aren't you? Right, a very beautiful story. So when I, so if you notice, I, 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 I don't say over that point, all of us are, uh, we have to judge everyone favorably. There are no Rishayim that we're uh, in, in contact with. Everybody who you know is not a Russia. Um, and as far as the Benoni anyway, you have to, judge him like you're saying isn't it just judging talking about a well known tzaddik if you know someone's a tzaddik a tzaddik a tzaddik that's really the point there's nothing to talk about right but in general I but yes Shlomo very good point I say our our job is to judge everyone favorably that's what we're supposed to do so wait what about like I've never I've never I mean I by judging or saying like who's a Russia right Correct. We don't. That's why I said we don't know any Rishayim <coughs> nowadays. Okay, maybe maybe you have. Uh, yeah, we don't know any Rishayim nowadays. What was it? Idolatry, like. Um, a, a yeah, but even that, the Chazanish said in his day, in the fifties or whenever he said it, he says that nowadays uh, people are a tinok shenishba, which means they just don't know any better. It's like a, a child that was kidnapped by by uh, foreign, foreign people and, and uh, they don't know any better. So you can only imagine 60, 70 years later you know, that we're in the same boat. Anyone, anyone who does something is because they don't know the difference. They just don't know. So we have to judge everyone favor. That's what I was saying. We don't know any Rishayim. We don't know Rishayim. Maybe, maybe the you know, Hamas and these people who are create, you know, but those are Rishayim or Agayim. Saying, but what, what, that has nothing to do with us. I mean, what, what is that? You're not that you raised that way. Right, exactly. Right, but okay. But that, I'm saying, a Russia, that could be maybe a Russia, but I'm saying, we're, as far as a Jewish person to say he's a Russia, we're, we're, not, we're not on that. Correct. Yeah, I mean, you're 100% correct. And I also have one more question about Lashnara. Please. Now, oh, yeah, like someone, if you'll be like, Right. Right. That's exactly the point. The point. So great point. This is a very good point that Shlomo's bringing up. 
Let's say it's someone where, I don't know if there's also you saying where you're like, yeah, that guy's right. Right. So ready for this? When I look at someone and I judge that person, I say, that guy's a, a selfish person. Right? So now it's between me and him. So now it's 50-50. I have my opinion. I might be wrong. I might be wrong. But I look at him and I say, he is a selfish guy. When my friend says he's selfish, I'm like, yeah. Why? Because that confirms that I'm right. So now I'm going to have trouble judging him, Latov. Why? Because I have confirmation. But if I don't believe the friend, then I'm back to questioning myself. I'm back to questioning myself. Maybe it's my negative judgment on him. But once I believe the person telling me about him, and it's, we're more prevalent to believe, like Shlomo's saying, when it's like, yeah, right? I've had this, this question many times. Well, what do you do if someone tells you, you're gonna say you don't believe it, but you know it's true. Right. I'm like, right, I'm like, you know it's true. That's exactly the point. That's exactly the point. That's exactly why you're not supposed to believe. Because once you start believing, right, then, then, then it just validates, says, yes, I'm right. I was right about everything he says. Now, now you can go ahead and say, yes, if my roommate always takes my shampoo and my roommate always keeps on the light at three o'clock in the morning and my roommate is, does a lot of actions that are very self-centered actions, so then I might have to start figuring out a way how to judge him favorably. I could say that he's very... Uh, um, you know, needy. I could say that he doesn't have good parenting. I could say that he needs more love, right? I could switch, you know, the way I look at him as opposed to, oh gosh, and then talk about him with my other roommate. But very, very shlomish. Go. Very good point. I love it. That's getting in. These questions are getting in. See how many hands go up now. Four, three, four hands just went up. Because when you start getting into the emotional and the psychological and the, and the uh, neshama aspect of why we like to talk Lashon Hara or why we want to hear. I'll tell you a story. My daughter gave me permission. I've said this story before. I, um, when my daughter gave me permission. I've, I asked her uh, when we speak about Lashon Hara, the halachas in my house, my older, my married daughter. So th- this happened, I think, last year, two years ago, where there was this type of... Um, uh, pudding that she that she and I liked that has like rice. It's like a rice pudding, um, and we had a certain brand. And then she brought in um, another one. Um, she bought another brand, and my wife had b- bought that same brand. And when I was ready to open it up, it was a different brand. My daughter said, "Tati, oh my gosh, that that's bad, right?" That's, that's not good. Don't, you know, don't buy that one. The other one's much better. And I looked at her, because she knows, and she's like, I was like, she's like, that's Lashonara? And I'm like, okay, let's, let's, let's start for a second. So first of all, it is Lashonara. It is Lashonara. But a brand? A brand, yeah, sure. It's Lashonara. If it's not a non-Jewish brand, right? A kosher brand, kosher store. Say this, oh, wait, one second. So it came out and we talked about it. I said, why are you so upset? So she's like, I, I'm upset. I mean, why is she so upset? To say, first, let me try it. Secondly, even if I try it, okay, next time when I go to the store, I'll buy another brand. Why do I have to sit there bashing that brand? And it came out as we spoke it out that she was upset. Why? Because these new other brands were on sale. 
She bought like five of them. She wasted her money. So she was upset. So she's upset. So she took out her upset. She let me say this over because it was such a great example of why are you bashing the yogurt? Why are you bashing the pudding? You're not bashing the pudding because she wants to save me from, I think, Litoelis. Right? You just say the word Litoelis and you think you can say whatever you want. Right? Nish Shabbos Karet, you can talk about anything. Right? Of, course, of course you can. Not let us say it. You can't say it. But my point of what Shlomo is saying is that it's so much deeper than we think. Because when, when I look at someone, I judge them negatively, and then I read in the newspaper, and I'm like, yeah, it feels so good to be right and that he's wrong. But when you're living in that world, it's a very dangerous world to live in. Um, okay, we had a few. Shimon, Avi. Avi, yeah, go. Yeah. Right, confirmed. Right, you've confirmed. Right. Right, right. 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 So you're asking what do you do in those cases? So in those so I'm not sure what the first case what you're referring to. I'm not, I'm not sure what you're Yeah, yeah, no, no. No, I'm not sure what you're I don't know if it's a question is a comment. I'm I'm not sure and what a person is supposed to do? What? Right. So I don't. I don't know what lemaynaf can be. I'm not sure what, what how it affects a person. That's what I'm saying. It's too general of a question. Your second. Right. So if you there you go. So you said it. I have a negativity. In, beautiful. I. You said the magic words. I have a negativity in my mind. The goal is that I want. I have a negativity in my mind too. We all have yitzhara, and we all have the default of negativity and bias. That's what the Yitzhar wants us to have that in our minds. Part of it is to be to uproot. It's Yom Kippur coming. You could pray to Hashem, you could dive into Hashem, that I'm able to get rid of the negativity in my mind. I want to have only love and positivity. If Rablevi Yitzchak Shimon from Arditcha, right, could take the guy who spit at him, spit in his face, and can say, wow, did you see his smile when he spit in my face? Wow, what a beautiful smile. Now, is that a high level? Of course, it's a very high level. But it's getting rid of the negativity within each and every one of us. And the second thing that you said, right, which is, which is both very, val- va- very valid points. I think we all have both of what you're saying. Because we're, that's why we're here learning the halachas. The second thing is, is that if you really want to help somebody avoid whatever it might be, you have to make sure you do it in the right way, right? Rabbi Berg's example of the pizza shop where he said he ate in that pizza shop and it was a terrible, terrible pizza shop and the cheese was off and the crust was whatever it was and he hated the pizza shop and he would tell someone and then his wealthy friend who came to Israel to spend a few weeks here ended up telling him, oh, so where have you been eating with your family the last week? 
oh, we found this lovely, amazing, delicious pizza shop, which was awesome, which was incredible, and it ended up being the same pizza shop that he would have told his friend to stay away from. So yes, you have to be very, very careful. And Tam Vareach, Ein Litvakeach, which means when it comes to taste, right? Some people now, yes, if you know that something is going to damage somebody, if you know that someone's going to hurt someone, if you know that someone's going to suffer a major financial loss, then there are different rules of how you're allowed to communicate that information. But yes, Shimon Gold, thank you, Shimon. Beautiful, Shimon. Yes, Avi. Yes. Right. Right. So that's a great. So that's a great question. Being the 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 receiver of venting, you have to be very, 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 very careful. If you are receiving venting, it's very, very care. You have to be very, very careful. That's why even going to a therapist, going to a from therapist, you have to make sure that the therapist is understands the halachas of lashon hara and that because you could be you know, saying the worst things about people, and you need to. You have to vent. You have to vent. But it's harder on the receiver's end to go ahead and to, to, to be able to say maybe it's really the perspective of that person without the person even knowing that that's what you're thinking. Because the last thing someone's going to vent to someone, if you start venting to someone, say, yeah, it's not really that guy. You're the problem. You're the problem. I'm not venting to someone like that. When I vent, I want someone to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, then he can learn how to turn it into maybe it's me, maybe it's me, maybe it's me. And the only reason I'm saying maybe it's me is because that's a tool that a therapist or someone who's being vented to will say, maybe it's me. It's 100% me. It's 100% me. That's uh, a fact. When you see something negative in someone else, and you're going to say, oh, no, but it's not, but it's not. A person can swear on a Sefer Torah. No, 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 no. It's him, it's him, it's him. But uh, I'll take the Sefer Torah and swear the same way that it's him, 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 that I know it's him. Because it is. That's the... That's the way it works in life. It is. We only see, we can only see what we have inside of us. Now that doesn't mean Shimon's getting nervous. It doesn't mean, okay, right. It doesn't, right, 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 right. Because when you see something, you could swear that I saw it. So if I saw it, I saw it. You can't tell me that I didn't see it. A hundred percent. And there are times, right, when a person's angry. I don't know if you've ever been angry, but I, I'm, I don't know if I'm allowed, I don't know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this publicly, but I'll say it. I've been angry before, and I know that when I'm angry, I could at that moment, it's it's the it's the truth of the truth of the truth of the truth of the truth. But then sometimes when a person steps back, if a person goes to therapy, if a person tries to understand himself better, he understands that maybe it's a little bit of a of a of a a little bit louder uh, than I think it is. It's a little bit stronger than it has to be. And a person gets a different perspective. And I'll tell you one thing also. Yes. Uh, Rabbi Simcha Rabbi, please. So say it louder. Rabbi Simcha Rabbi speaks. Everyone's got to listen. I mean, when anyone speaks, everyone's got to listen. But yeah. So, he, in, in his 
possible that that guy is doing something that's wrong. 100%. Possibility. 100%. But as far as in my inner world, yes. why is this like turning me upside down? Exactly. That's what the Lord is swearing on. That's mine. Right, correct. Okay. Correct. Well, that, that was that, correct. What, what Rabbi Simcharab is, he's clarifying to explain what, what I'm saying. And that is that, correct, if you see someone, if you see your roommate taking your shampoo every morning, so yes, why is my roommate taking my shampoo every morning? Great. The, what I'm saying is you, what belongs to you is the fact that you hate your roommate now. I hate my roommate now, and I label my roommate as a, the devil. And I can't enjoy my day, and he's ruining my day. That belongs to you. I mean, the shampoo also belongs to you. But what more belongs to you is, is much more important than the shampoo. It's not about the shampoo. It's not the fact that my roommate leaves the air conditioner and doesn't care, or let me say better. It's not that he doesn't, um, that he leaves, the, my roommate leaves the light on, at, walks in the room at three in the morning, and eats potato chips loud and turns on um, the, the light and uh, talks on his phone. Well, no one talks on the phone. And he leaves uh, voice messages or he, whatever he does um, loud, right? That is happening. No one's going to say, oh, but he didn't turn on the light. But he didn't this, he didn't that. Right? Even though, parenthetically, I have to say, I don't think I've ever said this story. They say, I'm Isaac, Rabbi Kivayger once walked into a room on Shabbos and the light was, was, uh, was on. And he said, the lights are off. And they said, what do you mean? The lights are on. And it was Nispara that the lights went on um, through Chil Shabbos. He was not able to see it. Okay, but that's a different, it's a different level. Anyway, but the point is, what? But the point, but anyway, that's parenthetical. So it could be, so it could be even the Madrego would be that you can't even see it. Could be, you, could be you can't even see it. But we're not at that level yet. Our eyes could see something, but our interpretation and our trigger, whatever word you want to use, is, uh, belongs to us. Thank you for that, Ripsim Karala. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yes. Um, have you got, we got, Yes. Oh, Oliver, you had a question? Okay, yeah. Answer it up. Yeah, Mati? Oh, thank you. Yes, I think that was my mental thing with accepting what the Torah. People say, you heard especially her, like what she was saying, I'm a friend of mine, so, you know, I think he's saying, especially about somebody in a life, that's where it starts. The real thing with the future part about not accepting the Torah when you love somebody else. I mean, if somebody says something about your spouse or about your parents, you know what you call it? You say, I don't accept that. You can't do it. Very nice. I don't care. Beautiful. 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 I love that. Beautiful. Amazing. Great. I love that. I love that. Very, very well said. Meaning it begins. I like that. I don't think we've ever really spoken that out. Is that believing Lashon Hara is going, and this Shlomo goes with what we were saying before, is that you're going to believe, you are going to believe because uh, you want to believe it. If you think this guy is a selfish guy, and then some, so I want to believe it. Oh, you also think so? Oh, so, oh, oh, listen. Listen, it is what it is. But what Rabbi Calvin is saying is beautiful, is that 
No, when you go ahead and you really love someone, then, then I don't want to believe it. Beautiful. Yes, time out. Um, going back to the, to the restaurant. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, right? so, yeah. Let's say I, I didn't like the restaurant. If someone asked me, right. do I say I don't like it? Right, right. So if you didn't like a restaurant and, and someone asks you, about the restaurant. So let's follow what Rabbi Kaufman's saying over here. You could just say something like, let's say it was your brother's restaurant. Let's say it was your friend's restaurant. What would you say? You could say, uh, you know, I don't know. You know, go, you, could, you could say, listen, I always say, what, is, what, what are you worried about? Are you worried about your friend's money? You could say there are a few restaurants. There are a few examples. Let's say someone says, I want to go out to a good restaurant. Um, so that's so. First of all, he's setting you up for lashon hara. You say after the fact. So you could say, I, I, I think, I think it's a good restaurant. What's wrong with saying it's a good restaurant? You could say, I ordered what? Well, you could get specific. It is a good restaurant. What happened in your experience there? You didn't like what? The food that you ate. So you could say, I. It's a great restaurant. I happened to have ordered one night. I went there with my wife. I happened to have ordered the chicken on whatever whatever it was. Well, people don't really order chicken. I ordered the steak, the uh, cowboy steak, whatever. And I thought that it was a little this, but there are a lot of other things on the menu. Now, what happens, like you're saying, Chaim Alko, is that a guy goes to a restaurant. He spends, he goes to a restaurant. So why am I going to a restaurant? Because I'm a king. And I go in there and they're supposed to serve me like a king. Here, ego, right? Ego number two. I'm a king. I got to go there. They got to serve me like a king. The waiter or waitress has to take care of me like a king. The service has to be perfect. I'm the man. Go ahead, serve me. If something's off, ha. Right? X. Everything's got to be perfect. Right? If a person says, okay, okay, he's already setting himself up a little bit for, for failure, right? For failure a little bit in that situation. And if you don't like the, the food that night, you could say, okay, I, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's a bad restaurant. We get, we get back at the restaurant by saying, they served me. I paid $50 for that steak, and they served me not the best steak. I'm going to get them back. Terrible restaurant. Anyone who, who asks me, I'm going to say it's a terrible restaurant, and I'm still holding on. Talk about letting the hook out of your heart. Talk about taking the hook out of your heart. The restaurant hook is in my heart. It's in my heart. And, and it'll stay there. And anytime someone asks me about it, I'm excited to tell them that it's a terrible restaurant because I'm getting back. It's more or less like a revenge that I'm getting back at the restaurant. Great question, Chaim Yaakov. Yes. Well, it's great that we're talking about this. Yeah. What's your opinion on, let's say, you get food and Right. Right. Right, it depends how hungry I was at the time. Depends uh, how good of a mood I'm in. Depends if I'm having a good conversation with my wife. I'm saying, I, I don't know. Sometimes I'm nichshol. Sometimes, sometimes it's hard for me. If I'm, a big, if I'm able to stay, to stay true to myself, so what's the big deal? Whatever it is, depends on the situation. I'm saying, I, could. I said it depends on the situation. I mean, what's the best thing to do? What's the big deal? I'm saying, what's the big deal? So I didn't like, so I didn't like, meaning what? If it's un, if it's unedible, I'm saying. You're talking about at someone's house? You're talking about in a restaurant? Sure, let's 
Okay, I don't, I don't know. I'm no, not sure. Why? Why is that come that you're sitting in the house is unedible? It's not edible. Okay, I, I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. It's a good question. I don't. I don't know. That's. But that's. What does that have to do with lashanara? I'm saying. Okay, so if you could, if you could be a tzaddik, I'm not such a big tzaddik. If you could be a tzaddik, I saw. So you're asking me. I'm saying it depends on the scenario. If I'm a big, maybe if it's Erev Yom Kippur, so maybe I would do it because I'm I'm in a holy state. But if I'm really hungry and I'm this, I'd be like whatever. I'd, I'm not going to tell the wife or the thing. I, I mean, I don't really eat at other people's. I, don't, I have no. I'm not interested. I don't eat at people's houses. I'm not like oh, let's go to the cats's. You know, I'm not I'm gonna. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not one of those guys. You know what I mean? I'm not interested in going to the cats's. I might love them. They're beautiful. I want to eat with my wife and my children. But the point is, is that, is that I don't know. You gotta, you gotta be as most sensitive. You could be as most as sensitive as you can be with with everybody. So I don't know. I'm not sure. What are you gonna do, God willing, when you're married and your wife makes you something and you don't like? I'm gonna clean the plate. What do you mean you're gonna clean the plate? Yeah, I eat it all. Okay, amazing, amazing. No, so that I couldn't do that. I'm saying I'm not on that. I'm not on that. I'm talking about your wife. I'm saying, what? Well, am I enough community? You have food in you. So I'm food in yeshiva. So I'm saying. So I'm saying. So I answered. I'm saying. So let's say she serves. If my wife serves me something, I'm not such a big topic that I could do that. I don't think I've ever eaten something that my wife. And I might be wrong. It's fine. I'm just human. I've heard stories of the tzaddikim eating food. Even though I'm not. Like I said, I'm not such a big topic. My wife makes something that I'm not. Now I'm not gonna say, oh throw the plate across the room and tell her that, I, that you're a terrible cook, that I wouldn't do chas shalom. But to say, listen, whatever it is, you can, you can have no, you know, now if you're a guest at someone's house and it keeps on coming up, don't be a guest at someone's house. That's all. Don't be a guest in places. You know, we, we end up, oh, I ended up. You don't end up anywhere. Nobody ends up anywhere. You don't end up in this situation. Oh, I'm in this situation. How come I always end up in this uncomfortable situation? I always end up with this situation. That's also right, what Rav Tzimcharab is saying, right? Well, I don't want to put it in his mouth. That, I'm saying it. Uh, I'm, I'm saying that this is it's the same thing. I always end up, oh, whenever I go to Yerushalayim, whenever I go to the restaurant, oh, the waiter, the blah, blah, blah. Yeah, really, how come it's you? It's always you. Oh, I can never find the good chavrusa. My roommates are always, uh-huh, yeah, really. Yeah, really. Oh, it's always like this. Once you're living in that world of it's always this, I don't know that's another, if that's another trigger thing. I always, this rabbi, this yeshiva, this roommate, this one, this, right? That's the old joke that I always say, right? You go to the doctor, when I go like this, it hurts. 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 Your finger's broken. Your finger's broken. Your finger's broken. Right, and the whole world is upside down. All restaurants, it's blah blah blah. You're, it, you're, it's your restaurant. You're the problem. You're the problem. And again, like Rabbi Simcharaba said, it doesn't mean that people don't do terrible things. It doesn't mean that you can't have someone who hurts you. That, that's not that's not the point. Of course, you could have someone. You could have your roommate. It could be a terrible roommate. But here's my question: Why are you talking about it the whole time? Why are you talking about your roommate all day? So get out of that room. So leave the room. Why are you sitting there talking about... Right? I love when people talk about that. Oh, I can't stand my father. I can't stand my mother. Blah, 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 blah. Okay, and I talk to them seven times a day. Why are you talking to them seven times a day? Why are you talking to them... What, what, what are you doing? Why are you... Why are you I'm not saying chas Of course, keep it off, keep it off. But I'm saying we end up 
in situations that we put ourselves in those situations. Yes, Oliver. Yeah. 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 Right. Right. Yes. Right. Only a Jewish company. A non-Jewish company you're allowed to, yeah. Sure. Right. Right. Hundred percent. So I'll. Hundred percent. Yes. Hundred percent. So Oliver is hundred percent right. Yeah. So first of all, you're hundred percent right. Oliver is saying because I said if it's a Jewish company, and and a Jewish a kosher restaurant and a, owned by a Jew, that's Lush and Hara. A hundred percent that you don't want to be a person who says anything negative about anybody, a guy included, uh, uh, anything, a hundred, a hundred percent. And like Oliver says, we're the Jewish people, a light unto nations, a million, a million percent. But as far as lut, falling under the category of Lashon Hara, Lashon Hara is only amongst the Jews. So it's not saying... Right, right. 100%. 100%. percent uh, People who don't... Correct. People who don't speak Lashon Hara... Oliver's making a very good point. People who don't speak Lashon Hara don't speak about... Right. People who don't speak Lashon Hara don't speak bad about anybody. They're not like, oh, I'm specifically... Right. But, but I will make this point. Um, we, we hurt people who are closest to us. The closer people are to us, right? like I've said this many times, if you're, if you're, if you snap at your roommate and you're like, oh yeah, my roommate I'll snap at, but when I get married, of course I'm not going to snap at my wife because it's my wife. I love her more than I love my roommate. So uh, sorry for the bad news, and I guess it's good news to know this. Uh, if you snap at your roommate, you're going to double snap at your wife because we hurt people who are closest to us. The closer someone is to us, the more we're going to hurt them. So as far as Lush and Hara goes, um, the, the Jewish people are, are our, our uh, brothers and sisters. It's our family. So when you speak Lush and Hara, you're hurting uh, something that's much, much closer to you. It's so much worse. You so you might be hurting a Jew more, right. but it still doesn't, like, the message is not to... The 100%, to that's what I'm saying. Life. That, that's what I'm saying. It's easier to hurt, right? Well, so I'm just, I'm with you. I'm just saying, I want you. I, I, yeah, 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 right. I want to. I'm, I'm trying to switch a paradigm in your head for a second. If I hurt a Jew, right? Then I'm, then I'm, then I, uh, let me say it this way. It's it's easier to hurt a Jew and to talk lush and hard about a Jew because we hurt people closer to us than it is the Gentile. Oh, good. Correct. However, if I learn not to speak Lashon Hara about my uh, Jew, it's going to be easier not to speak bad about anyone. But they are so. But it's the same thing. It's the same. Correct. Exactly. But as far as the halachas and Hashem saying you're going to hurt your family closer, so if the, if the halacha is telling me, be nice to your family, be nice to your wife, be nice to your children... When, when a, get, a guy could be terrible to his wife and children, when someone walks in and the guest comes, he's a tzaddik. To the whole world, I'm a big tzaddik, right? Someone comes into your house, you treat him like a king. 
Your wife, you could treat like a, God forbid. Your children, oh, this is my house. You would never say that to a guest. You would never say to a guest things that you would say to your children. So the Torah is teaching us to hyper, meaning you're 100% Oliver. Hashem wants us to see the beauty in everything and everybody. But the focus Hashem is telling us is your family. The focus is on your wife, your children, your brother. If you get that right, then it'll, it'll flow on to everybody else. Is that, I don't know if that, uh, if that okay. Beautiful, beautiful point. Okay. Uh, we have two minutes. Let's start off with how to acquire, uh, to want to be close to Hashem. Hashem will help each and every one of us not to speak Lashon Hara, not to be Makabal Lashon Hara, especially as it's Erev Yom Kippur. There's no greater time for a person to have mercy on other people. As, as Chazal say, uh, anyone who has mercy on others, on everything, on creations. person will have mercy on him. Uh, so Hashem will help all of us that this year will be a year of no Lashon Hara, not listening, being makabal, speaking, Lashon Hara, Motsi Shemra, Rechilas, any of the above for us and all the Jewish people. Amen. So we begin Parakh of Aleph, which basically the way to acquire, to have a relationship with Hashem, and we'll just start off with the first one. The first way to acquire a relationship and realize the greatness of Hashem is to have a comparison and a con- contrast between Hashem and us. It says, bonus. And we spoke about this before. You got to think about Hashem. You have to think about what, who, who Hashem is and who am I. The greatness of Hashem. He says, When a person realizes, wow, I am a human being. I'm here on this planet for a certain amount of time. If I don't eat for a certain amount of time, right? If we don't eat for a day, right? We, it already, you don't even forget about a day. You, don't, you skip a meal and you're weak already. We're very weak because we're people, we're mortals, right? We're, we're, we're uh, human beings. And when a person recognizes that Hashem created the world, right? As the Rambam says, when a person has a person come to loving Hashem, when he looks at nature, when a person looks at science, if you go ahead and you look up the complexities of how a person breathes, how a person, the, 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 the cells in a person's body, when you look at how a person's created, all the intricacies of a person being created, and you see there's a creator and there's me, when a person looks at that contrast, and a person says, you know what, as someone crossed me, and it could be someone did something wrong to me once, and I still don't forgive them. I still don't forgive them. I still don't forgive him. Somebody could do something wrong to me once and I don't forgive him for your whole life. And Hashem, every year, every year Hashem says, I want to forgive you. I want to forgive you. I want to forgive you. When a person has compare and contrast between the greatness of Hashem and our human being. See, part of the problem is, is we like to be God and we don't like to be human. And that's very confusing. When a person accepts the fact that he's human, which means I have, I have weaknesses. It means I have tivus. It means that I am someone who is dependent on other people. I'm someone who's dependent on God. I'm dependent on Hashem's mercy. We don't like to feel, we don't like to feel that, but that's the truth. 
When a person gets in touch with the truth of life, of the world, and he realizes that, so what's the big deal? So I've done Averis, so I've done things wrong, I gotta work on myself. The reason a person can't accept the fact that he's done Averis is because he thinks he's gotta be perfect. He thinks he's gotta be like Adamarishan, Vyisim Kelokim, right? I gotta be like God. Our ego gets in the way that a person, there's no greater feeling when a person's humble, when a person's able to realize who I am, that I'm here on this world for a very limited amount of time. Each and every one of us are here for a limited amount of time. Each and every one of us are here that, that we're here to fulfill a purpose and that purpose was given to us by God, by Hashem. And a person is able to separate himself from, from godliness in a certain way and to realize I'm human. Let me try and just be human. And human beings are, need other people to help them. Human beings are limited. Human beings are, are, have to answer up to a higher power. We have to answer up because someone created us. The fact that I am a creation and I have a connection to my creator. You ever think about that? The one who created me and the, and the, and the, and the Melech Malchem Lachem, the king of the world, the most powerful of the whole world, loves me and wants me to connect to him. Do you know what that is? When you realize that contrast and you realize Im Hashem wants me and asks me. He gave me the Torah. Why does he give us the Torah? He gave us the Torah because he wants us to have a relationship with him. Do you understand what that concept means? Even with your Averis, with your shortcomings, with your weaknesses, with your mess ups, Hashem wants us to be close with him. That's all he wants. That's the reason he made a Yom Kippur. Shem made a Yom Kippur so that we could be close to him, that we could feel his love. That's how a person begins to want to have a relationship with Hashem. When a person realizes how great Hashem is, how human I am, and still Hashem wants me to connect with him. That's an incredible chizik. Hashem should help each and every one of us. We should be Zoha. All of us. Wednesday night by Wednesday night, I mean, it happens right away, are going to be totally forgiven for all of our Averis. That's a fact. Everybody's going to be forgiven for their Averis comes the end of Yom Kippur, during Yom Kippur, whenever it happens. But it definitely happens over Yom Kippur. My humble blessing to all of us is we're able to tap in and to experience and to feel that Tahara. To feel that holiness. As the Chedush Yerim says, why do we say Slach Lanu after Yom Kippur? Davening Marev, why do I say Slach Lanu after Yom Kippur? What did I do wrong? I just spent 24 hours in a mikvah of Hashem getting cleansed. So why am I saying Al Chayt? Zak the Chedush the first Avera you could have done this year after Yom Kippur is not to realize that you're totally forgiven. Not to realize you're totally forgiven. That's your first problem. So when you say Al Khait Matziyom Kippur, you say, whoa, 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 wait, 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 one second. No, Hashem, I believe, I believe I'm a hundred percent forgiven and you feel it. Hashem should help us feel it. That's what's gonna happen, Yom Kippur. The question is, do we feel it? And now we can daven for. We can daven that we start off after Yom Kippur literally like like a baby, literally like a newborn baby that has no chet, nothing. We're pure as can be. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Have a wonderful young